0: Welcome to the Be Your Own Hero podcast, where we discover your inner hero and being brave in the face of fear on the path to becoming your best self. I'm on a mission to inspire others to be brave and be the heroes in their own stories. Hey everybody, welcome to the Be Your Own Hero podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Renew, author and entrepreneur, and I am very excited to kick off this conversation today with two ladies that i happen to know from the tampa bay area with an amazing women's group that we're in babe crafted so i'd like love to introduce to you today alana and kelly they are the co-founders of fairy tale pet care and no they don't marry dogs <laughs> they are your dogs plus one to your big day so by providing day of care for your most special furry family members, your wedding day can be your dog's best day ever, too. So, hi, ladies. Thanks for joining me.
1: Thanks for having us. Yay! I love well, that you made the clarification in the beginning. We uh, do not marry dogs.
0: <laughs> I know you get that a lot, so I figure we'll just we'll put it right out there. Yes. Um, Well, you know, a lot of people have been following you guys online, and so everyone knows that you were recently on Shark Tank and got this crazy, amazing experience and deal. But before we go there, I want to start with a little bit of backstory for both of you and kind of, you know, you're in the Tampa Bay area and just a little bit of about you individually and you as friends.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Alana and I did both grow up in the the Tampa Bay area, so born and raised here. Um, we've actually been best friends since we were thirteen, so we grew up together. We've had many jobs together over the years, um, fairy tale being the last one, of course. And you know, we went to high school together. We both went up to college um, at Florida State, and you know, at uh, a couple years in, we ended up being college roommates. So we've had a long journey together, and then, um, you know, we graduated from Florida State back in 2013 and both ended up moving back to the Tampa Bay area. Um, Again, it's our, our hometown, so we absolutely love being here. And we both started working for a hotel in Tampa, and that's kind of where the idea for Fairy Tale came from. You know, we were seeing couples that were getting married at the hotel along with friends and family. They wanted to have their pet as a part of their day, but then, you know, the logistics come into play and who's going to, you know, actually provide the transportation to and from the venue, who's going to pick up after them. Um, All these kind of thoughts come in and and a lot of people were just saying it's it's not worth it. So the light bulb went off for us. We realized that this really could be a service that couples are looking for. And now um, we're approaching our nine-year business anniversary.
0: Wow. Nine years. Okay. I don't think I realized it had been quite that long. That's I know, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, and, and I think anyone that owns a business would say like, once you get closer to that 10 year mark, you feel like, I feel like that might be the first time you're like, oh, I think I know what I'm doing now.
2: <laughs> that was a really interesting part of starting the wedding pet care industry because Back when we started this business, there was no other companies doing this in the United States. And we, we did a lot of research and tried to figure out how to piece this together, um, listening to what we were hearing our friends and family saying they needed, and of course our clients at the hotel. And so we really just kind of had to come up with it out of nothing because there was nothing out there to kind of copy and try to inspire from. So really the first two, three years was so much laying the groundwork trying to educate people that no we don't marry dogs we are helping you include your dog in your wedding <laughs> and even vendors like had heard the problem but never even thought that there could be an avenue where this could be a wedding vendor that exists so those first 2 to 3 years were a lot of just education and struggling to get people to take us seriously and then from there now it's been the actual you know growth portion of our business which has been an adventure for sure
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's always an adventure right <laughs> But I I would love to hear a little bit more about like, you know, you being a pioneer in that space. I mean, I think, you know, what I think about with being an entrepreneur, whenever you're starting a business, you have this idea. I think we often come against naysayers and sometimes that's even family and friends who, you know, they don't think, they don't take you or your idea seriously. So I think, you know, I'd love to hear that background of how you overcame that adversity and thinking like, okay, this is a viable idea, like having faith in yourself to be able to to put this out there in the world when you didn't have a model to go off of.
1: Yeah, that definitely hits home because we had a lot of naysayers. Um, <laughs> it was hard in the beginning to say something like, I'm quitting my corporate job to bring dogs to weddings. And a lot of people were like, um, are you sure that you want to do that? A lot of people didn't necessarily understand the concept as well. So they're like, I don't really think that there's a market for that. So we definitely had a lot of naysayers um, in the beginning. And it was really hard to overcome that. Um, I think that we had to just dig deep down and know that this is, um, you know, take the people that the reactions that we were getting from people that did understand that said, Oh my God, where were you when I got married? Um, or this is a genius idea. Just making sure that we held on to those positive comments. And then, like I said, kind of dig deep down and know that this really could be something for couples because if we were feeling it and we're getting responses from other people that were feeling it, um, then it really might be something that could, uh, you know, apply to a broader audience. So there was that. And then, you know, Also, we're so grateful. We say this all the time that we have each other because Mm. I don't know if we would have been able to make it through um, all that adversity in the beginning on our own as individuals. So we really also came together um, a lot and were just able to kind of lean on each other when one of us was feeling insecure or, you know, whatever it is, having that day of doubt Um, then the other one would just know to, to step in and say like, no, we, we're going to keep going. This is something that we're passionate about. It's something that we, um, really want to do. So we, we're just going to see it through.
2: Yeah. And to touch on that too, I think our ability to kind of evolve and grow the business together because starting from nothing, you know, we did create what we thought would be a great idea and a great concept and a great structure for this wedding pet care business. But as we were getting that feedback, some of it was not helpful, but the ones that were that were actually trying to help us to better the business and like, oh, what have you thought about this or maybe adding this, we would take that and then think about our own unique spin on that and kind of grow our business and adjust our services and our offerings as we continued, And I think that really helped us to persevere and grow the business since we're always willing to take what's coming. And instead of taking that as a setback, saying, okay, how can we learn from this, maybe change the business or grow the business to better it now in this next phase. So for the helpful feedback or the, you know, things, the challenges that came that we could learn and grow from, we chose to learn and grow instead of feel defeated.
0: Mm, that's a good point. And I think there's two things there, you know, like Kelly with you talking about how y'all could lean on each other, you know, mm-hmm. part of like when I hear that, I'm just reminded of like so often we do try to do things on our own. And regardless of whether or not you have a business partner, you need to make sure as an entrepreneur that you are getting the help that you need, you know, reaching out to mentors, you know, f- even if it's just another friend that's also a business owner, like we success doesn't happen in a vacuum. Like we're not going to be able to do this alone. So you guys being able to lean on each other is, I mean, that's huge. I mean, you have like that built in support system with each other. So that's really cool.
2: Exactly. Yeah. It makes the lows easier because we can work through them together. And then the highs even better because we have someone to celebrate with that truly understands and has been through it all. So,
0: yeah. Um, and I'd love to hear, like the dynamic of working with one of your best friends, you know, some people work with their spouse. So I think that would be a similar thing. How, like, has it, has it been times where your, your friendship has been tested or has it been, uh, has it been easy? <laughs>
2: Yeah. I mean, I think we've been really lucky because we've been friends for so long. I mean, since we were truly kids in middle school that we went through a lot, you know, our friendship had already gone through a lot of tests in that time of high school and college. And so by the time we were ready to start this business, I mean, we had a serious conversation, of course, you know, every, we did have a lot of that people saying, are you sure you want to go into business with your best friend? Like, haven't you heard all these horror stories? And it's like, of course, you got to be cautious and think those things through. But we have such a great communication, such a great understanding of each other, what our strengths and weaknesses are. I, I Of course, there are struggles. I don't want to say it's perfect. But really, we have been so lucky. I mean, I've heard a lot of nightmare stories. And we really haven't had any of that. I mean, the only part that does, of course, come into play is the friendship piece. We don't get to mm-hmm. hang out together as much. We don't get to do things together because one of us needs to be running the business while the other person's out of town. So that piece is definitely a struggle. But as far as our relationship, I do feel very fortunate that we've done a really great job of balancing the two and, and really haven't had a problem with that at all. It's been to our benefit for sure.
0: That's great. I love to hear that. <laughs> um, and the other thing that was coming up for me was you mentioned uh, taking feedback from people and, you know, in the early, especially in the earlier stages, like while you're building this out, you know, I think it's often hard to take take feedback and criticism from people. And, you know, I would I would just be curious to know how, how do you feel like you've done that well, where you've been able to separate out your feelings, it sounds like, and take that feedback and think about it from like that 30,000 foot view, because a lot of people struggle with that. They do take it personally. And I know I have in the past for sure.
1: Yeah, there's definitely some stuff that it's hard not to take personally, because when you start your own business, especially from scratch, you put your your essentially your whole life into it, you know, it becomes your baby. And so there are, you know, you're very protective of it and protective of the decisions that you made for it. But I think that we were really eager for feedback, especially because it was such a new idea. And when we started, I mean, we were. We were 25, and you know, we kind of were trying to figure out like where will we go. So, in our minds, when we first started Fairy Tale, of course, we hoped that it was going to be, um, you know, a huge success, and it was going to be our full time jobs, and you know, we would be kind of where we are right now. But we didn't really put too many expectations into it. You know, we kind of in the beginning were like. We're looking for something we're passionate about um we want to work with animals and like i said you know earlier this light bulb kind of went off for us and in the beginning we were like it'd be great if this could kind of be a part-time job or if this could be um, something that we did in addition to another service um, something to that effect so i think we were we didn't have you know super high expectations for it and so we were really eager to hear all of the feedback that we were getting, um and again, especially because it was such a new idea, we really were trying to test a market, so mm-hmm. it was um you know definitely something that we were searching for to make sure that we understood um, how we could better build our business and um again, if this was even going to be a viable idea.
0: Well, you've certainly proven it's a viable idea. So. <laughs> Yes, I think so. (laughs) Um people love their dogs and their pets in general. (laughs) Um I I would love for you to talk a little bit about your social media strategy to grow because I know that's been a a big part of your business. Um, Alana, I've I've learned a lot from you with TikTok. So I I appreciate your expertise in that area. (laughs) So yeah, let's share a little bit about your strategy around that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I know that's a huge one for everybody because you either love social media or you hate it. And it is essentially another full-time job that you now have to do while also running your business and wearing 73 other hats. So it was definitely a learning curve. Um, TikTok came out. I knew it would be a great fit for us because weddings, dogs, it, it just makes sense but now you have to learn a whole new platform. So when the pandemic happened and we had all that extra time, I was like, well, there's no better time than now to kind of dive in and try to understand and learn what works and what doesn't. And then with Instagram implementing reels, it just felt too perfect that now I can really cross both of them and use that content for everything. So for us, it's a lot of just kind of making do with what we have. Of course, there are trends that We want to get on and try to get video for, but we are taking footage at our events. We're taking footage like behind the scenes. We're doing things like that because we want to have those. And so now I can edit a video that I I know will do well on either platform and then just cross post it to the other. And so I try my best to not, you know, it, it is a lot of work and a lot of planning, but I try to just kind of do whatever feels right. Um, some months I'm really good and I'm posting every day and I'm looking at the analytics and I'm, I'm doing awesome. Some months I'm just like, oh, I haven't posted in two days. I better get on it. <laughs> so I try not to take it too seriously while still saying, of course, committed to our business yeah. and kind of keeping track of what works and at least taking like a bi-weekly inventory of, okay, how did this past two weeks look? What could I have done better? Which posts are, are really resonating with our audience and how can I recreate those? So I try I try not to let it take over, but it is so important. And I think that growing that audience and that fan base that we've created on TikTok and, and on Instagram as well has really helped to bring us where we are today. I don't know that you know we could have escalated as quickly as we did without having mm. that social media reach. Yeah. And it, it is essentially free. I mean, you can do paid advertising, but we've really not done any of that. So it's such an incredible marketing tool that as of now, we, we really haven't put any money into.
0: Yeah, that's true. Well, and it's important for business owners to remember to utilize those, those free mm-hmm. and inexpensive ways to get visibility and grow your business for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I feel like as you're, as you guys are talking, I'm just really hearing a theme of like, you know, that growth mindset. Like you're you're not a not afraid to take that criticism, not afraid to pivot. You know, thinking thinking about the bigger picture, and I think that's so important to stay in that growth mindset of just being open to, you know, change and adapt because that's really. I mean, gosh, that's at the heart of any business is if you're not willing to change and adapt, you're just going to end up going in the wrong direction. And then you realize it like too late and then you're scrambling to get back where you need to go. I mean, I've experienced that. So it's, it's cool to hear that that's, it sounds like that's a, a mindset that you guys are both in. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, let's jump to talking about franchising concept. So when did you launch the franchise, you know, franchise portion of your business and kind of what was the thought around that?
1: Well, we were trying to figure out how we wanted to grow our business for many years, actually. Um, Once we got past the hurdle of kind of introducing wedding pet care into the market, not only here in Tampa, but kind of especially with social media, kind of pushing it out there um, in other markets as well, we were getting a lot of interest from other places of people that wanted to um, use our services, but they were in Atlanta, they were in you know, L.A., California, New York, all these different places. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people actually were paying a travel fee to have us come out to these locations because there was no other company um, in their area offering these services. And they really wanted to have um, a professional take care of their pet on their wedding day because they were running into, you know, all those logistic- logistical questions that I mentioned earlier on. So we were getting all this interest and we were traveling around um, a good amount for probably like two years in 2018, 2019. Um, And then we realized that it's not really going to make sense to try to hire a team in those locations because of just a lot of logistical, you know, issues that came up. Mm -hmm. We really wanted to have someone that was dedicated in those cities in order to actually grow different markets. And so the idea of franchising kind of, um, you know, came to us through a lot of research, we read a few books, we met with a few mentors, Um, you know, we put a lot of thought into it and eventually realized that you know, franchising was where we wanted to be. That's what we wanted to do to grow our business. And so um, you know, we put a lot of time into the decision and then eventually into building out the system. And now um we've been, you know, we've had our franchise system open for um about a year and a half at this point.
0: And how many franchisees do you have?
1: We have three. Yep. Three, yes. yeah, three
0: locations. Okay okay and for
1: including us here in of course
0: yeah Mm -hmm. okay uh do you have like a number in mind like as a goal that you're trying to reach for this year
2: we had thought about that when we first started the franchise system of okay what are our goals how are we gonna scale this out what are our dreams and then as we started doing it we realized that we were kind of in the wrong mindset well of course we would love to open a hundred in the next five years The key, the goal is to find quality people that we know are the right fit to represent Mm -hmm. our brand. So for Mm -hmm. us, it's gone from let's open as many as we can just in those first couple months. It was quickly like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. We need to make sure that we are hiring the right people because we want it to be people that we believe in, that we know represent our brand, that are just as passionate about animals, about the event industry as we are. And so that has kind of shifted our focus. So a lot of our time is spent on that like qualifying process of making sure that this person or these people are going to be the right fit for us. So that's kind of where our focus and our goals are now is just really, really putting the time in to understand how to find the right people as we grow Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I love that. That's, that's great to hear because yeah, having that, you know, you've built this great brand, you've put in a lot of time and effort to have the culture and all that around your brand. You don't want to see it, you know, ruined by someone who's not a good fit. So that's a great focus for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we jump to Shark Tank, I would love to ask about your, like, the side of your business where you're choosing to to donate and give back time and all of that to nonprofits? Because I know that that's something that you're passionate about as well. So talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, from the very beginning, we knew that we wanted to have a mission aspect to our brand. Um, We're both um, obviously very passionate about um animals, animal welfare, we've been volunteering for um many years even before starting fairy tales, so it was important for us to have this great service where we include pets and weddings, but also manage to be able to give back as well so pretty much from the very beginning, we've been volunteering our time with different local shelters and integrating um you know what's evolved um is a donation structure into our services. So like I said, it has evolved over the years. Um but now what we're really focusing on are our specific programs that we've um kind of created to be able to give back to our local community. Um, one of those being working with a local pet photographer, A Gold Photo. Um, we work with him At least once a month, it's kind of increasing at this point how often we're going to the shelter to be able to take updated photos of the um, shelter dogs and cats and other animals as well. Um, They get those initial intake photos of the animals when they first arrive at the shelter. And usually they're just a quick identifier. You know, they just need to. snap mm-hmm. a quick photo for the dog's, um, for the animal's profile. But they use those pictures online to help those dogs or animals get um, adopted. And so we go into the shelter with um, Eagle Photo's full studio, and we help take new photos for these animals. So that way they can um, be showcased in a better light um, for potential cool. adoptees. And then um, another program that we're really proud of is our Yappily Ever After program. And this is working with another local shelter, the Humane Society of Tampa Bay. And we are helping include adoptables in couples wedding days. So um, we have a full program in place where you can have four to five adoptable dogs or kittens. That we will work with the shelter to bring to your wedding um which some people think (laughs) kind of sounds crazy but it is so much fun we have a few different ways that you can use this program some people will have us come by while they're getting ready just as you know kind of a way to ease their anxiety we come in with kittens or with dogs you get a few you set aside you know 30 minutes on your wedding day to really be able to just kind of um You know relax and 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 hang out with some animals then we also the more popular way to include these adoptables is to have them as a part of your cocktail hour so we come by we set up um at your cocktail hour it's a really fun activity for your guests Um, but the the main point of this program is that these animals are now having a way to get some time out of the shelter get some much needed socialization. It's really important for um, shelter animals to experience new situations, new smells, um, new people, all of that. And then, um, of course, you can also um, have the opportunity for these animals to find their forever home. And that's happened at um, pretty much every single one of these Yappily Ever Afters that we've oh, um, really? posted wow. is that at least one of the adoptable animals finds their home with a guest, with a vendor, with the couple, um, with somebody <laughs> that night. So it's been a really, really amazing program. At this point, we've helped over 100 animals find their forever home with the Yappily Ever After program.
0: Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Well, I'd love to hear that. Just
2: because I I see the comment coming anytime we do something like this, I just want to clarify that we do not let anyone take a dog home that night or cat home that night. (laughs) We understand it is not the environment to be making rash decisions. It's so great they're there. It's, the socialization is incredible. If you want to adopt one of the animals, you fill out a hold form. You go to the shelter the next day after you are home, had a chance to think about it and make a responsible decision, and then they're <laughs> waiting for you in the morning. They hold the dog until I think 12 o'clock the next day. So nobody takes a dog home or cat home that night. It's the next day. <laughs> yeah, there you
0: go. That's a good idea. <laughs> Just yeah. to make sure everyone's yes. on the same page. <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, I love that. That's so cool. I mean, and wow, like I, I'm surprised to hear that you're having that many pets get adopted from that at each event. Like that's, I mean, that's, it's amazing. I'm surprised that the
1: number is that high,
0: you know, that's super cool. Yeah.
1: Wow. We weren't even sure when we started it, like, again, it was kind of similar to the wedding pet care idea We're like, this could be um, really fun. We thought of the idea of, you know, um, instead of bouquets, um, couple or bridesmaids or whatever it is, holding the puppies down the aisle, um, we had a couple <laughs> think of this actually back in like 2017, I think it was, um, yeah. and come to us with the idea. And then we realized that again, you know, maybe other couples are wanting to do something like this, and so we weren't really sure where it was going to take off to. Um, but yeah, like I said, almost every single one of these happily yeah, ever afters, there's been someone that has adopted. At least one, you know, we've had many where all of the the animals found their home um, that night. And like I said, it can be anywhere from a guest to a vendor to actually we've had couples adopt a dog on their own wedding day. So.
0: <laughs> wow, what a full circle moment for you guys with
1: that. <laughs> I know, right? It's a perfect little addition to um, our services. And of course, like I said, the the mission that we're really proud of. Oh, I love that.
2: And I know I cut off with the disclaimer, but there is one more service that I'm sure she was getting to of... Um, we help include adoptable animals in styled shoots. So for people that aren't in the industry, styled shoots are basically a lot of the stuff you see on Pinterest. So it's a fake wedding. So basically if a new venue pops up and doesn't have any photos or, you know, just a team of vendors want to get together and work together on their own inspiration versus having to do exactly what the couple wants them to do, um, we'll all get together to kind of donate our services to put on this event so that we can all get these images and showcase our work. And so we get invited to do those um, pretty often. We do quite a few every year. And so when we get invited rather than bringing our own dog, we reach out to the shelter and see if they have a dog that would be a good fit. And as long as they do, we bring them along because again, it's a day out of the shelter. It's a couple hours of socialization, new sniffs, meeting new people. And I think almost every time we've done it, the dog gets adopted by one of the vendors just because it's, so special now you have these professional photos of this dog in this fake wedding and everyone gets to know them and love on them and it that part is just so special and and we love doing that so those three programs are kind of the things that we're constantly doing and evolving and and trying to see how else we can give back and what other things we can think of
0: that's awesome (laughs) i love that very cool (laughs) yeah all right well let's let's talk about shark tank so What a crazy, amazing experience. I know I was, I had the time on my calendar. I made sure I was sitting there watching it. I was so excited and my husband's like, why are you so excited about this? (laughs) I'm like, come on. I know them. This is so cool. And it's about dogs. (laughs) Yeah. So, so yeah, talk about like why you chose to apply and. Just like what a crazy, amazing experience it was.
2: Yeah. Um, so we actually crazily did not choose to apply right away. We actually were approached by a producer from Shark Tank. And so we <laughs> have been told since we started this business by everyone at the wedding you should go on Shark Tank, this is such a unique idea. So we've heard it all the time from vendors, couples, guests, um, and we've thought about it for sure. We both love the show for as long as we can remember, but you know, they are very product based and we weren't really sure if it would be worth it. We had considered it and just never really did it. So then when we got an email earlier this year from a casting producer um, asking us, they found us, we don't know, I think on TikTok, but you know, found us online and uh, asked if we'd be interested. Of course, we jumped at the opportunity, and at first we thought it was spam because what yeah, it was like her name at Shark Tank, and we're like. real. Um, But luckily, we responded just in case and it was real. And uh, then we decided to move forward and apply. So the application process is very intense, as I know a lot of people talk about. It took a couple months of just lots of paperwork and interviews, video, phone calls. Um, And then we found out that we made it to that final grouping that we're going to actually be able to fly to LA and pitch to the Sharks. Even then, your chances of airing are are still definitely not guaranteed. So every step of the way is just this. (laughs) <laughs> Super anxious, exciting, don't want to get your hopes up, but is this really happening? Um, so we were kind of just living in this secret bubble for <laughs> a year. <laughs> Kelly and yeah. I are not supposed to tell anyone. You have to sign. All. It was it was an adventure. Um, but we finally made it. We had the three weeks notice to be able to tell everyone that we were actually airing. Um, and of course, we don't get to see what that looks like either. So the air night was air night for us, too. Oh, wow. Um, we had no idea what we were going to see. So very exciting, very nervous, but we are so, so proud of what we were able to accomplish and how it all turned out.
0: Wow. What a, It sounds like a total whirlwind of awesomeness.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, we keep making fun of ourselves for saying it's been a whirlwind whenever anyone asks how we're doing, but genuinely, like if there was a definition of a time to use that word, it is now.
0: <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh my gosh. So, so do you, So you flew out there to present to them, but even if you had, like you could have, which you did get a deal, but like you could have. Gotten the deal and never been aired? Is that also what happens? Were you talking
1: about-
2: Yeah, they just you know they have to film X amount and it's it's a TV show at the end of the day. So you just there's a lot of process involved where you know you're getting closer and closer, but at the end of the day, like you just don't know if you'll be selected to air or not. Just like any show, um you hope you will, but you just have to keep moving and keep being excited. And and we couldn't say a single word until we knew. And you know the season runs from. September to May. So also it's it's a huge season that you don't know when mm-hmm. your episode would fall if you're going to air. So it is, it's pretty yeah. wild. Uh, definitely one of the craziest experiences we've ever had, but we were so happy with how it all turned out.
1: Yeah, it was really hard to cope with the fact that we could have gone all the way out to LA, we could have pitched to the Sharks. And even in that mm-hmm. moment, um, we could have done all of that work and still not aired. Um, And then, of course, to have the result be that we got a deal with Barbara, um, then to potentially not even air after that and what that would all look like. I mean, like Alana described, we had pretty much spent a year of our life prepping for Shark Tank. And then, you know, if you don't air, of course, getting a deal is still very exciting. Don't get me wrong. But if you don't air, then what is what is the excitement there? Like, how do you how do you tell people, people what it really look like if actually to it. get to the area <laughs> yeah. exactly
2: exactly
0: yeah. wow so was was yeah. barbara your ideal shark or had did you pick did you have one in your head that you wanted to work with at all
1: Yes, barbara was our ideal shark um we obviously put a lot of thought into that aspect um when we found out that we were potentially going to actually be able to pitch to them like We try to come up with every scenario that we could think of from who would we want to make the deal with in order, um, what percentage would we be willing to give away. So we definitely put a lot of thought into that. And um, with Barbara's experience in the franchise world, that is definitely where our focus is right now on our franchise system. We've really kind of at this point perfected the wedding pet care services that we offer and we're very confident in our our business there and our structure and our systems Um, but franchising is very new to us and we really want to be thoughtful in how we build out our system and how we support our franchisees and so we're like definitely looking for a mentor in that space and someone who was already really familiar and um, comfortable with the franchising world to be able to partner with
0: yeah so I gotta ask like is it as intense as it looks like on TV when you're up there presenting? Because I always, when I watch the show, especially with like watching yours, I always just feel like, <laughs> yeah. I
2: mean, It is so much more, so much more intense than what you see on TV. Yeah. It is every emotion I've ever felt at one time. <laughs> um, because I mean, this is the most pivotal moment of our business, of our personal lives, too, because this is so intertwined with us now. So you're going out there not only to pitch to these insane, intelligent business people that could change our lives, but you're also on national television. So it's just such a confusing and intense moment. Um, And I mean, I know I've said it's a TV show, of course, but it's very real. Like They have no idea who you are when you're going out there. Like That is very serious. Um, and so you're just going in there blind and not really knowing how it's all going to go. And that pitch at the beginning, of course, we have been practicing for months. But from there, yeah. it is just an open-ended Q&A with no <laughs> guidance. They can ask whatever they want and you just got to yeah. be ready. Um, and I mean, people, you're in there for a long time. Of course, they edit down to that five to 10 minutes that you see on TV, Mm -hmm. but you're in there for a while. Um, and so it was very, very intense. I can't compare it to anything else that I've ever personally been through. Um, (laughs) but it was, it was an incredible experience, something I will never, ever forget.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Absolutely. So (laughs) how did you like, okay, let me ask this. Did they throw a question at you that you were like total curveball, out of like didn't prepare for or didn't think they would ask
1: there wasn't necessarily any huge curveballs um there was a lot of questions that we went into it you know thinking we were sure that they were going to ask that they didn't ask so that was a bit of a mm-hmm. curveball there were a lot of questions yeah. that we um were very prepared to answer that never even came up um okay so that was that was interesting um I think the the biggest curveball is just like the the fast math that's happening especially um with Mark Cuban. He um you know a lot of people call him like a human calculator. He's very quick math and um so you know he was asking us some specific questions that Alana and I were sitting there trying to match up with him in the moment in the heat of the moment. Yeah. And so that was a bit um that was a bit intense, I guess. A bit of a curveball. But other than that, there was nothing that, you know, and I'll speak for me, Alana, you can can think of anything that you might think of, but there was nothing that stands out to me as like, oh, I can't believe that they asked that. I didn't even prepare for that. I didn't even think of that.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. For me, I totally agree. It was just that I'm usually able to really switch out of like the anxiety and fear and emotion and just like go straight into business mode like this matters I've got this and I underestimated how intense it was going to be um so obviously you push through it because you have to but I definitely underestimated when those doors open and you start walking down the hallway and you're just in the shark tank that you've been seeing on tv for how many years that moment was just so overwhelming and I, I definitely underestimated that got myself together and pushed forward but i I, I underestimated (laughs) that
0: (laughs) i can imagine oh my gosh well i have to say you guys did like you killed it you didn't look nervous like you looked so confident and it's i mean yeah it sounded you did amazing and obviously you got a deal so yeah (laughs) thank you (laughs) so so what's the process been like post airing of the show and getting the deal
2: yeah. So there is that due diligence process following the closing of the deal, because like I said, they really don't know who you are when you walk out there. Yeah. So you're able to cover so much, but there's still a lot of stuff that they want to just check on, make sure it all still makes sense for them. Um, so the deal did go through like a week or two before our air date. So that was really exciting that it was all signed. All done. It was official and real coming up on air date. Um, And so now we've been working with Barbara's team and they've been amazing to work with. Uh, She has a social media team that's been helping us out with that. Uh, Her business manager has been helping us with all of our questions that we have about franchising and, you know, it's evolving because it is still brand new, which is pretty wild, Um, but we've had such an amazing experience with her team so far and kind of talking about what the future is going to look like and how we're going to grow and just to have them on our team now as a support system, as a mentor is just unreal. So we're very excited to see what it turns into and how it all plays out, but we're just at the very beginning stages right now, of course.
1: And of course, our
2: email inbox has
1: been pretty inundated. (laughs) There's been a a large influx of emails coming in ever since that air date. It was pretty surreal the because obviously when you have a product that airs on shark tank um you know and people will talk about this that you get a large um, amount of orders that night we don't Mm -hmm. have a product i mean we do have our our shop which has shirts like this um so there were a a few orders that came in from our shop but really it was so surreal to be able to see all of the inquiries that we were getting from the second that our pitch ended Um, emails started to come in from people that were interested in a franchise opportunity. And so that alone has been um, just such a crazy experience. We didn't really know what to expect as far as the um, inquiries would would go for Mm -hmm. weddings, for franchises. We didn't really know what was going to happen. And to kind of see that, like I said, from the very second that our pitch ended has been, um gosh, I don't know the right adjective. I'm just going to say it's been crazy. It's been a whirlwind.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there yeah. it is. There it is.
0: Whirlwind. Whirlwind's <laughs> the, the key word here. It's
2: <laughs> key. It's exactly it's what And it is. That's, that's something, too, that, you know, some people do watch it live and our friends, our family, like, they all watch it live. But a lot of people don't watch it that night. So they DVR it, watch it later in the week or, you Mm -hmm. know, on demand. And so that has been interesting too, just like this delay that week. It was just every day and never stopped because a whole new group of people were watching the show for the first time. And so now we're a little bit distanced from it, but still you can see when like people happen to watch it because then all of a sudden these (laughs) inquiries start coming in again. It's just been so interesting, the delayed response, which we didn't really think about.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and they do a lot of reruns, so that's just going to keep happening. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
2: And it's on Hulu, so people can literally stream it at any time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I just, I'm, I'm so happy for you two. And just congratulations again. What an amazing, like what an amazing achievement. And I would just say like kudos for you pursuing your dream and not giving up and getting to this point because, you know, so many people do start a business or a side hustle and they're really passionate and you know it does get hard and some people give up before they get to see the fruits of their labor and it just it often does take way longer than we think you know you guys are mm-hmm. 9 years in you said so it took you this long to get to this point but wow like how how amazing is it that you get to experience this cuz you persevered and kept going
1: for sure. Thank you so much. With all the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. I mean, I can very honestly say that I would not, I would rather not be doing anything else.
0: Yeah. Let's wrap this conversation up. I, uh, I, I loved it. I feel like we did cover a lot of ground and hopefully we have inspired other people to, you know, persevere, keep going, keep pursuing your dreams because you never know what might happen as as you guys Oops. know, you could be on Shark Tank. You have yes. no idea. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies. Well, thank you for joining me so much. Thank you guys for watching and listening and be sure to check out Tale Pet Care. Follow them on social media because you're going to see a lot of amazing videos with cute dogs in weddings. I mean, it's, it doesn't get much better than that, right?
1: <laughs> we agree. Thank you so much.
0: Um, well, thank you again for this awesome conversation and, uh, let's tell everyone where they can find you online. What's the best way to connect?
2: Awesome. So we are com. It's important to note that we got a little pun in there for tail. It's T-A-I-L. So com. same thing across all of our socials. It's fairytale underscore pet care on Instagram, TikTok, and then we are on Facebook and a couple other places too that you can find us. <laughs>
1: And if you're not I YouTube know. channel, oh yeah. And if you're not in the Tampa Bay area, we have um, Fairy Tale Pittsburgh, Fairytale Tale West Palm Beach, Fairytale Tale Las Vegas that you can check out as well. Yes, and then YouTube, like the one I was going to
0: say. Yeah, mm-hmm. wonderful. All right, ladies, thank you Perfect. so much. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. I would love to connect with you further be sure to follow me on Instagram at Brittany Renew Author. I'll catch you next time.